0: Welcome, Majors. I'm Brian Costello.
1: I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm a little terrified for tonight.
2: <laughs> there we go. And tonight, uh, we're looking at a film that gave a generation the hope that being a prostitute could lead to a life of wealth and happiness. That's right. We're talking about Pretty Woman. But first, as always, we ask the most important question of every episode. What are we drinking on our first episode of 2000? Twenty. I'm is drinking my twenty
1: l- twenty. Yeah, thank you. I'm D- blah, can I tell my, blah, blah, blah. Can, I tell no, my can I tell my
2: can I tell my joke that. that I don't texted you, that. Jim? Can I tell my twenty twenty joke? That no, I yes, you can. it took Katie twenty five sure minutes to get it.
1: <laughs> it really? did
2: oh, um, so here's my here's my joke, the number one dad joke of all oh time. My God, what is too. the official song of two thousand twenty? I can see clearly now. I didn't get it. I just want to note it. I, didn't that get I, it. I blacked up, out for I wrote a second. That joke. I wrote that joke by myself. Did not hear that anywhere else. Ryan, I you am should submit that. Into I want to the kill myself. <laughs> If I could the unhook this microphone already starting on and strangle and myself note. with the
0: cord, I would do it. But it's we are very visiting a very That posited a world 30 years situation. ago. That
2: prostitution was a viable uh, way to move up the social ladder. Well, in this let's country. be
0: fair. This mm-hmm. was a very special brand of prostitution mm-hmm. that never has existed <laughs> okay. ever.
1: Let's focus, focus, <laughs> right. friends. Right. What are we so okay. I'm
0: drinking. Okay. What, are, what are we drinking? In my Widowmaker goblet, I am having some. Um, this is the bourbon barrel aged troganator from uh It's very delicious. They say it tastes like toasty coconut and I don't know if I creme got the brulee. Coconut. Let me try again. There's a little tartness that you need to kind of like let Ooh, some kind creme of wash. Bleh. There's like Yeah.
1: I honestly think I liked the one last week better. The Jovial. hmm
0: Yeah, that one um
1: This one's a little bit um it's a little bit brighter. It's a little bit mm-hmm. like higher which is not what i'm expecting from creme brulee and coconut well
2: you know it, it, the costellos are coming down to the philly area for the summer we <gasps> might have to make a trip to trove two hours episode but... from yeah, hey
1: yeah sometimes you gotta That's sacrifice so we gotta good. do it you gotta go um, all right katie, katie what do you got we, I, we have to name this beverage james This is is the apple cider bourbon concoction. So this is a drink that I I make for Katie. In the the colder months. It's It's hot hot apple cider
0: with a little bit of maple syrup, Mm -hmm. cinnamon, vanilla extract, and bourbon.
1: Like a, okay. it's like a witch's brew. I it's like an think, apple pie. It's so really? good.
0: Yes. I think
2: you should so call delicious. it the Apple Dumpling Gang Aww. in honor of the film, The Apple Dumpling Gang, which is
1: on Disney that? Plus. You do love that I'm going to call it.
0: You Plus. like apples? Sponsor.
1: Hey, us. you, like, apple? you, you like, like apples? You like, you like
0: apples? <laughs> How you like them apples? <laughs> we could have. I got, sound bite it, I got a number. A soundbite for
2: it. I got a number. I like it. I am going back to one of my favorite beers of 2019. Devil's purse. That means Dennis. Mm-hmm. Devil's purse uh, is
0: is the, the vagina. No, <laughs>
2: we already discussed this on a previous yeah. episode. The, the other Pollock side, Oh, it's the
1: it's the thing that it's the bag the bag you find on the beach. Is that what it is? It's
2: the little mean, black I, bag. I, I, I forget already. We had fact checked this. Well, at that's one that's point what that I picture forget. is,
1: right? It's like a it's the the eggs of the stingray, or something?
2: Maybe. Yeah. Probably. I think it is. Probably is. I don't I know. The beer is delicious though, fact and check. it's a, a very nice fact people. Check. Just so we're gonna have to fact check an about- old fact check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fact check, okay. Fact check. Uh, from last week's uh, end of the year episode. Uh, I we had run long. Actually, not as long as I thought it was going to be. But no, we did longer okay. than a usual episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't get to ask. I wanted to ask everybody if there was one movie in in 2020 they were really interested in seeing mainly i wanted to ask jim because katie as we've established on this show mm. has no idea what films are
1: ever coming out i was trying out. to think of what's coming out this year i have no idea
0: yeah i what am i excited for that's coming out in 2020 well
1: we just saw some we just saw some trailers so yeah. i'm very okay. excited for just mercy
0: oh yeah just mercy uh
1: tenant
2: Tenet with uh, the Christopher Nolan I want Just Mercy?
1: Just Mercy is the true story of Brian Stevenson Who's the founder oh. of the Southern Justice I always mess up The name Law Center Poverty Law yes. Center mm-hmm. um, Is that the one with uh, Mike- Michael B. 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 Jordan, Jordan and Jamie Foxx okay. Katie's yep. calling it now Oscar nods for that yeah, movie that, I mean- And Little Women Those two movies you will see those folks At the Oscars Well, Little
2: Women will be up for this year's Oscars
1: Oh
0: yeah,
2: because it's, it's in theaters out. already. True. Yeah. Just Mercy.
1: When's that come out? That might be up
2: for this year's Oscars. I want to say too, it's February.
0: Mm.
2: So that would be. Yeah. So that those okay. both could be in contention. I would agree. Tenet, uh Also. Oh, man. What was the I'm
1: other one? I'm also excited. Oh, about Ghostbusters. Dr. G- Little. <gasps> Ghostbusters. The new Ghost oh trailer. Yeah, oh, so um, yeah. Ghostbusters Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so excited. Stranger Things meets Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
2: There's there's a bunch of good stuff oh, in it's be 2020 it's be uh, coming out, so we're excited about that. All yeah.
1: right, now okay. it is go.
2: time for the rundown.
1: The rundown. <laughs>
0: should have done the 2020
1: tonight. I'm Bob Walters, and this is 2020. Stop it. Once upon a time, in a fourth-story walk-up in L.A., a high school dropout from the South started selling her beautiful body in order to pay the rent. A woman of strong work ethic and romantic ideals, Vivian would not work for a pimp or kiss any suitor on the mouth. Her life further complicated, however, when her mentor, mentor roommate Kit began stealing her earnings to score more drugs instead of to pay the rent. Along comes her prince, kind of. Edward has a car he needs help driving in a destination he can't find. This gorgeous damsel drives his car and his penis right on home. Edward, the businessman, makes makes our damsel a deal. $3,000 to be his arm and bed candy for one week. Vivian loves her week in the penthouse, except when she's reminded of how the rich see her, an uneducated sex worker who has found herself on the wrong side of town. Ultimately, our fair lady makes Edward a little more charming, and Edward makes Vivian more palatable for general consumption. He rescues her from her life, and she joyfully rescues him right back, completing Vivian's princess fantasy and allowing 90s women to feel okay about liking this movie. The end. The end. end. They lived yes. happily ever and, after until the prenup.
0: And the local, uh, local <laughs> crazy maybe homeless guy is just screaming about just having a dream.
1: Having a dream. Sometimes yeah. you got a dream. You come to Hollywood. You got a dream. Everybody's got Everybody's a dream. Got I got think a dream. that guy was real,
0: and they, he was just doing that. No, There's it, a fun and,
1: fact about that. And Gary
0: Marshall was just like, "Let it go. There's Let's a fun roll, fact roll, about that. roll. with it."
1: As
2: Penny Alien said, will love I this. asked her for her thought of this film. Um, she goes. Of course they didn't end up together, and there's no way that he ever actually thought she was a smart person. <laughs> well, that was her, her analysis Let's, of let's this be fair.
0: Film. Right out of the gate, this movie makes me think that she is basically Forrest Gump.
1: Oh, yeah. There, she gets more and worse, more more and less Forrest. She does
0: some of the stupidest things we've seen a character do. Which is tough on this show, because
2: we've seen characters do some pretty dumb shit on yeah. this show.
0: What's the really stupid... Well, first of all, she, she keeps um, $300 balled up, like, in a bunch of ones. Oh, as, that like was a, so, that's a such
1: softball. a weird little a ra- Around visual. a known drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's so, like, when he, he gives her the money for the dress, and it's these, like, you know, he pulls out these crisp hundreds yes. or 20s or whatever. Yeah. I thought they were 20s, but then suddenly when she comes back to Hector Elizondo, they it's are crumbled up <laughs> yeah. ones, like what a kid, like what my kid pulls out of her piggy yeah, bank. yeah, yeah. Like, I have 300 of these. What do we do with them? I want to
2: give just some slight structure to this because I think (laughs) that this could go go go, uh, all over over the place. (laughs) And this is a film that I think we almost have to talk about in somewhat chronological order. Because the craziness only gets ratcheted up as we move along. So let's start at the very beginning. Okay, I was going to sing there. Mm. It sounds very sound, the music.
1: um, okay, you. Who, somebody else start because Katie has so, so much to I, say.
2: I <laughs> am just curious. Having watched this film, uh, first of all, I, in our Gemini's group chat that we have with the guys from Pop Adled, I made the comment: this is not a film I should have been watching at the age I was watching it at. Mm-hmm. Which I mean is something we've commonly talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. This might be the absolute one that I should not have no. been watching. This is worse than profanity, yes. worse than violence. I, I don't really is. Let me start out with this because Katie is. A, we're very lucky because most podcasts do, don't have, women. have females on yep. it. <laughs> I feel like they are positing a world where this is a female's dream of romance in yep. some way and mm-hmm. i'm wondering as a male am i somehow missing how this would be a woman's ideal of a romantic mm-hmm. dream
1: no i think you're just um too smart <laughs> i don't know so so this is like it's the like the um feminine version of the american dream i guess that like we can all get to wherever we want to be in life um if you find the right man
2: right amazon build this and i put this in our notes for the show i was looking at when i i ordered this on amazon i was intrigued actually this is the 30th year of this film's release so i actually think don't be surprised we might be ahead of the curve a little bit here Don't be surprised in the next year that you don't see more articles on this. I'm sure we'll get some kind of theatrical re-release and, Mm -hmm. you know, 4K release and all this type of stuff. I was surprised at how this film was being built. All right. This is how Amazon builds this film. As a classic rags to riches story. (laughs) Yeah. What? In what ways so, is she doing something to make herself rich?
1: Right. So here it's to me the her being a prostitute changes everything about this film. If she was a waitress and the deal was just about like I need somebody to come to these business dinners oh, with me they needed me. somebody to come in this film that was <laughs> right, very great right 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 but so to me like it, it changes things greatly so here's here's the background that we need to know about this movie that i think does it's really important because i felt from the very beginning that there was a problem with tone where you're getting some of the real um grit grit yeah absolutely of of being a sex worker right like there's a there is a woman dead in the alley
0: (laughs) and it's apparently somebody that julia Robert, and i mean
1: that's like a whole scene right yeah
0: like uh, uh, another he's in a lot of the movies we do for some reason this was his first this was his his first talking role and he's not in in it ever again
1: no but so but but that's the choice made right of that that's the first scene yeah so it's not like she's just walking down it's not so much just setting it's there but it's it's,
2: very it's it's pre it's it's
1: pre-meeting this is like exposition right of like you're learning her world and so she's living in a world where women in her profession are being killed right like like there's violence there's violence involved with what she's doing violence (laughs) totally um we find out that her roommate is has a drug problem
0: here's yeah okay Yeah, yeah yeah hold
1: on um and is stealing her rent money so she can't pay the rent. So there's this there's this darkness at the beginning of this movie. In the middle of it, we before we ever see Julia Roberts' face, we get an ass shot. Mm. And this is where and I uh, Gary Marshall so like are we so are we supposed to sympathize with the situation she's in? Or are we supposed to objectify her and say, like, damn, Julia Roberts' body double has a nice ass? Yes. Also, I want... I'm sorry, you're living this life.
0: Yeah.
2: I would just like to point out that the shots of women's bodies in this film, to me, is more um, unnecessary than Stanley Kubrick and well, Eyes Wide Shots. So I agree, because
0: I... I think it, it put. But so it we Kubrick argued about little... this. We, it yep. put eyes wide shot and a little bit more focus for me um a little bit more understanding of what kubrick's trying to do but i i yeah whether you like that or not so is, is a different i can story.
1: i can understand the vantage point of saying that there is a purpose for it in eyes wide shut right more than i can in, exactly. no, pretty, right, right, yeah. right. in pretty women it, change pretty women keep saying pretty yeah. women um it feels just like a <laughs> get, like a can, like,
2: little women.
0: can we talk we, about that beginning though cuz the beginning you know when you're you're introduced to the seedy underside of la prostitution scene where a woman is murdered uh everything's lit like you're in fucking ikea it's yes, it their is apartment is the, is nicer lit. than pretty much anywhere i lived prior to owning a home
1: well, that's you're so. This is and you're pointing drug, out one of the the problems here, the right? Drug Where addicts like- are not
0: drug addicts. They're just. People. So we like, clear, like we get these
1: little hints of like that this is this is like a, a dangerous, bad yes, situation. They tell you that. But then it just like ah it like just tickles it and then it and well, then everything's okay. Right? Well, it ruins like, we're never why, gonna though. come back to kids' Katie. drug problem again. We're never yeah, but going tell to tell
2: them why. What was it originally? You oh, so What was the film originally? Originally
1: this movie was supposed to be really dark. And it was supposed to kind of expose the dangers of being a sex worker in the '90s. And for some reason, Disney bought it. And Disney was like, "No, we're going to do this as a rom com." The end of the movie was supposed to be oh, the that best, this is the right. Best. Edward and Vivian do not end up together. Yeah. Instead, Vivian and Kit head off on a bus to Disneyland with the money that they got from edward from being with edward for the week and there's kind of like a um a lack of resolution yeah. where like the final shot's supposed to be vivian kind of like staring off not very happy into the sunset so sort of thing.
0: they wanted to do the end of the uh the graduate where you're well, not sure oh, yeah. what well, yeah so yeah. Yeah, it was, so it
1: was supposed to be yeah it was supposed to be a really dark was? film
2: vivian was a drug addict as well oh and right and originally yes uh, edward kicks her physically kicks her out of the car and throws the three thousand dollars on her and drives away yeah so
1: she that was that supposed to be the one with the drug problem. problem that sounds like a good movie right so but so i think that that explains a lot of the problems with this movie where well like that's a that's a totally different film so but they kept some of those parts and then tried to make it into a romantic comedy
0: yeah it's terrible um I let's just before we go too much further, why don't we each just give like a minute of our thoughts on the film overall? Okay. Um,
1: all right, you go first. Katie's talked a lot. You guys
0: I, and I think we'll all probably be very close on this. Julia Roberts is the only, not the only good thing about this movie, but she's the only reason this film is even worth watching. No one else. Richard Gere is a wet napkin. He's awful in this. Um, He doesn't do anything. His character is boring as hell. There's, he literally is not even a like borderline, not a character until the end of the third act. Um, (laughs) everyone there, there are good performances. Like Hector Elizondo is, is awesome, but like he's not anything. There's not one scene in this movie that I'm like, that was a great scene that I, when I hear about people quoting this, I'm like, what, what is quotable in this movie? Like what is memorable about this other than he's,
1: he's nice not my, he's not really my uncle. They never are, honey. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like her, the funny, the funniest parts of this <laughs> movie. They never they are. are.
1: They never really the are. The only honey. funny
0: parts of this movie are the parts where it becomes so campy that it's self-aware. Like when she, when she's pissing off the people in the hotel, I think is probably the funniest parts of this
1: movie. Huge mistake. Huge! Yeah. I'm gonna go shop now.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. It's just not to me. This isn't. This is a movie that I'll never need to watch again.
2: Brian, um, you know, this is like one of those films I felt like I watched for this. Like, I'm not sure I would have ever rewatched it again had we not watched it. I I should add that I was not like. Angry that this film was picked. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, Pretty Woman. I, I, you know, saw it. I mean, probably almost thirty years ago, and I remember bits and pieces of it. Uh, I think my biggest issue is I don't think there was much here at all in this film. I kind of agree yeah. with Jim. There, the scenes were just kind of scenes. I don't feel like there was a, a great plot in it. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I think the Notebook is a much better movie than this. Like <laughs> I would, I would rewatch uh, the Notebook uh, numerous times with all the faults we have with the Notebook because I'm not really sure what this movie is. I uh, didn't laugh at all with this movie. Like I don't think it's <laughs>
0: funny at all. <laughs> so, I agree I with you. You take the note, the acting from and the direction from this movie. And give that to the story of The Notebook with some editing to the story of The Notebook by Gary Marshall. And I think that is a much better film than either of yeah. these two.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I, Aileen put it best. She was just like, it's entertainment. It's not. Like, that's just... But But, no, but in the sense that it's like I kind of get it. I could see I could see you sitting there and being like, okay, pretty woman's on. I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't have this visceral hate to it. Like some of the movies we watch in the same respect, (laughs) I I don't necessarily know what people love about it. So that's where I'm curious. I
1: I felt watching this yesterday like, oh, this could be my notebook because I feel like you fall under the trance of Julia Roberts, right? We're like. She is so good on screen that like I totally found myself with like the goofy smile at like certain parts of the movie where it was just like, oh, I don't want to love this. But like, she's great. Like, I just like I love her. I love her. I love these little interplays with Hector Elizondo and the elevator man. I like should it. Should have had more
2: of those, I think. I if it. I have a real complaint. I, I think there should have been more of that yeah. when they were editing the film. No, they I should have realized so, this is working. This part is working. I
1: feel like if I wasn't watching it for the podcast, I probably would not have seen the movie again and it would have gone down as one of those movies i like fondly remembered from my younger years um cuz it like made me feel good and then when i rewatched it with my brain um it made yeah. my brain hurt this, a lot
0: this to me this is a movie that um like the notebook i think a lot of people have rose colored glasses when they look when they think about the first time they saw it and they haven't uh, some folks probably haven't rewatched this in a long time. And if you were to give a list of Julia Roberts movies, this would probably fall in the upper 5%. This is her IMDb movie. This is number right. one. And this Pretty woman, Julia and, Roberts. And I, could go th- I could probably go through a list, but right off the top of my head, I think of something like Notting Hill, another romantic comedy, sort of the reverse of this story. Significantly uh, bad. I mean, it's r- not even, it's not even close. It's not even close. If you were given those two movies as like, You had never seen any other movies. Uh, You'd probably love them both. But like, Notting Hill is Oscar worthy compared to this movie. It's so bad. This movie. And there's writing. This movie is is just boring to to a certain extent. If Julia Roberts isn't in this movie, there's nothing worth watching at
1: all. But so she makes it worth watching, though. Right? Like, right. The, yeah, so, like, I'm not saying it, it, yeah, it is. I don't it's think entertainment.
0: unwatchable. It's,
2: it's, I it's not, know, I don't but think it's, it's like, that.
0: But it's, it, it's a waste of time, though. It's not unwatchable to the point where I'm like, this is so bad, I need to turn it off. But it's like, I'd rather be doing laundry. It's just not enter To me, it's not entertaining.
1: Well, so I do think, you know, as we discussed about John Wick not uh, not targeting me as their audience. I don't think though. Though this is where this, this movie is where it is, gets weird. This is weird, right? Who does it target? Uh, who is the target? Right. So I would who say that it's supposed to be here. targeting women, right? But then why the gratuitous body shots of Julia Roberts? You know is that so that you get men to come see the movies, even though they're not Julia Roberts's yeah, body? But men are even see the cover that. The image, only way- not Julia Roberts's body. Huh. Body double. I-, I feel like the
2: only way men were seeing this movie was on dates. Right. So at
1: that point, they're there. Anyway. So is it just to keep them interested to like, I don't show know the this, this movie. Weird. Made some re-
2: I thought this movie made some really interesting choices. And I don't know if I should feel like proud that they made the choices or feel like, why would you make that choice? So for I, example, yes. just for example here that this is an R rated movie. I, I, I don't know. You You're selling me the fairy tale aspect right the white knight's gonna ride up to me if that's the case to me and i could be wrong here the fact that they're banging on the hotel piano and he's paying her for sex i don't know it's a really interesting choice if he's paying her for sex and it's a dark film that ends the original way for the script him paying her for sex and them ending up together Is a weird choice to me.
1: I agree. That's what I felt like there were two different movies happening here. And in the movie I want to feel good about, um, she's not a prostitute, right? Well, she's
0: not a prostitute. That's that's the other thing about this movie. She's not really a prostitute in this movie. Well, right? Like she's tonally, there is nothing about this movie. We don't see her be a prostitute other than with him.
1: Okay. But-
0: no, but like it's not set up. It, what I mean is like they didn't do
2: a much to earn it, other than a, a, a few throwaways. Right,
0: and so like is that if you, what you kind of mean? Like, mean? I kind of mean that, I, I and I also mean like Brian watching this as an eleven-year-old. There's no context in this movie for him to say like I understand why it's a long, it's a it's a fairy tale of like someone doing a job that's like frowned upon Horrible. and awful to being married to him. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something wrong with the tone in the beginning of this movie, like you said. Right? I agree. Yeah.
1: I, I don't I don't know if I agree with what you're saying, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're trying to say.
0: Like, there's <laughs> no... Like, this movie struggles from, like, telling us things instead of showing us things. Okay. And so, like, there's no... It doesn't jive, like... It, in the In the beginning of that movie the only like i don't i don't know how to articulate this uh, can but, i can i pick
2: yeah, this up can i pick yeah. this point up i think it would be tonally very difficult and this is why i think they didn't show it if you start the film let's say with a montage of her in bed with different men or something yeah, along those absolutely. lines. Like
0: wedding and it's then Very
2: difficult to play her as this innocent person. Yep. Oh, it's not drugs, it's dental floss. Oh, look at me, I'm in a bubble bath as if it were like a fountain of youth. Y- you couldn't play it that way, which is why I found it very interesting. And having not seen this for a long time, there were a few things in my mind. I couldn't remember if they did sleep together. Yes. while he was paying. Yes, and right. That's, In my I, mind, it was like they. I agree, don't, Bri. And that would have made more sense because then it's not really prostitution. Yep. <laughs> but oh no, she is blowing him while yeah. they watch an an episode of Island. Love I love Lucy. Lucy. I
1: or I, I totally agree, and and that was a point where it lost me because I had the same thought of like I don't remember whether they actually and then that yeah the i love lucy scene happens and you hate him I, and i and i feel like there's uh, there's no coming back from that like i don't i don't want her to be with him i don't like it feel that feels their relationship they have chemistry right. on screen absolutely but their Not, relationship feels unearned you, in terms of like he's a shitty human uh, after he's thinking about it today human. Do you think
0: they have chemistry? I do. I, I do. don't. I just think that she is a, a giant fucking movie star from like get the get go, and she is the only thing with chemistry in this film.
1: Oh, you see, I, that's interesting. Because I, he doesn't do Richard anything. Your was
0: so, as bad as you. There's, there's actually, actually not, don't. not bad, but he doesn't do. He yeah, doesn't do I think anything that's, in this
2: movie, yeah, and I think that's purposeful. But I, I, yeah, I yeah, don't is. think his. That, I, I don't think it's like an Andy McDowell in. Four weddings no a it's not that he's doing exactly
1: like what he was told to do I, yes, in this spells. but
0: it's not chemistry that's not a chemistry that's I not think a relationship weird i would
2: I, I would agree with chemistry. that this idea yeah. that they yes, had to do. do runaway bride and they had to find all these other movies to put you know where they should be in the movie together because the chemistry was electric mm-hmm. i don't think it was great but i also didn't mind him in this movie no i i, I didn't i, thought I he have was to be fine. honest i don't he, there's only a few richard gear movies i think of and i don't mind richard gear uh i am a uh, a fan of a film that i think is much more sappy and much better than this a little film called an officer and a gentleman mm. with one mr Lewis I've Gossett seen Jr. my uh Love my college it. roommate
1: loved watching that on vhs i don't know if i've uh, ever actually watched Or
2: he's Richard Gere is amazing in Primal Fear. This with got Edward you all Morton.
1: fired up about Richard Gere. No, fired up about him. What do you mean? No, I, uh, I, think no.
2: I could see Jim not liking. Hey, I, I, upon rewatching this, I was thinking of how much Jim's not going to like this movie.
1: <laughs> N- yeah,
2: but mainly for, and I found myself thinking, like, Jim, where are the character arcs? Yeah, where other than Julia Roberts, this is almost like a a, a film. Which I think would have been really interesting if you only saw it from her point of view. Like the throwaway scenes where it's Richard Gere in the the boardroom and stuff, this is like bad TV shit that you could see in a bad like TNT drama. You know, those awful TNT dramas that they yeah, used to yeah, produce yeah, for a yeah. while. It's just like the acting is they, and the actors are like Jason Alexander is a good actor. Richard, they're good actors, but there's nothing there. The storyline about him being a corporate raider and he's gonna take over this thing, and now he wants to build all that is bullshit that I do not care about. So it's simply a device to make you care to see that somehow, oh, Julia and Roberts his, has changed his Richard. Dad. Here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I he mean, gets the father reek. moment like okay. I so that didn't bother me as as it doesn't, much as it, you. it, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I just I, think it's
0: weak. I don't I guess think it's so, necessary. But I,
1: well, see, I do think it's necessary. I, I, it, may not have, it might not have been the best way to do it, but it, it does feel like at least there is some effort paid to developing him in some kind of a way, right? To showing that he changes. They do try. It's they, do. Fair. they do. And try so, to do it. because otherwise, it would be worse. Like, if you think about it without that, you know you have to feel that 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 she impacts him in some kind of a way because when we so when we look at the two sides here of what's supposed to happen right the idea is that he goes from being this cold heartless person who finds no joy in life really yes. and just is wants the best things to be able to say he has the best things um to being somebody that like walks barefoot through the grass and, mm. you know, eats Is that why women steaks. like
2: this movie, Katie? I don't, it's because I, it fills to the fantasy know. that women know. can change men? Uh, well, is that this, the attractive an interesting thing of this film?
1: Hold on. Let's get there. So then, but then the other side of it, the to me, the problem isn't really Richard Gere because then what we're saying about what happens with Julia Roberts is that if you throw enough money at something, right, that like money is what changes her. It's not him that changes her. It's right. not it's not going to the opera that changes her. It's that okay. all of a sudden she can feel more powerful, right? Like she can't she can be the person who you know, can go to the fancy places and can wield the credit. Exactly. That that's what gives. So it's that confidence that makes her feel like, Oh, I don't, I don't need to do these things. I actually got good grades in school and why am I doing this? Like I, I can go achieve. Um, But the thing that did that was money. Yeah. Right. And so to me, that, uh, that's the problem. It's gross. It's not his love for her. It's the money Yeah. yeah. And I also feel
2: that they shortchanged, and again, I get it. This is whatever it is as a movie. This idea, it's they're they're very cavalier in the idea of of what it would mean to be a prostitute and to make that choice it, I is weird to me. And to them be able to say at the end of the movie, I'm going to San Francisco, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna take. $3,000, and that's somehow enough to, to change my life. Oh, like, she gives that away, I by just, the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but I just
2: don't <laughs> feel yeah, you're like right. you make that choice to go into that profession in that way, and then just, and again, I get it. It's, it's,
0: it's, again, oddly they like a weird
2: it. fairy tale there. They but told
0: it and didn't show. She basically says, I didn't have a choice. I kind of like fell into it, and it just, no one, decides to do it they just kind of end up there but yeah, it's but just a conversation run down no to do that, no they're fuck- again their apartment looked like the fucking staging thing from ikea but, but
1: i think that that's the problem of th- that there were two visions there were, there were two visions yeah. here and you see both In order of them to make
2: this for right. touchstone which was and, a disney company so, they needed this to be right <laughs> and
1: so the fact that we, you know there's like a comedic moment of the the pimp you know the the new roommate is saying like yeah. no the pimp burned all my furniture when he kicked me out right like <laughs> right so like funny. that's supposed to be a funny moment where kit who is supposed to be a drug addict is like no really well, i'm going to go into beauty school for me as the viewer i'm like well that's not going to happen so like are we, are we supposed to believe <laughs> right you know what i mean like yeah this is i don't know
0: again it's like the to me this time period is super interesting right so it's 90 right 1990 yeah Absolutely, 90. So, shot it's at the,
2: the end of the eight Reagan, Reagan. Yeah. Era. So,
0: this is the end of excess, like the, like when you think of like all the forms of art around this time and entertainment, excess like reigns supreme, right? This is the era yeah. of like Van Halen and tights and and oh, parametal and, and Reaganomics and, and yeah.
2: Alex P. Keaton and and, and oh. even
0: just five years later, this movie would be seen as disgusting.
2: Well, I thought it was interesting in the sense. And I, I don't think it I think it was very heavy handed with it. And, and it was interesting having just seen Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, which is brilliant. You know, we'll have to do it at some point for the show this year because it just it was so, so good. Uh, you know, so much of that movie buried within that is a social commentary of the wealthy of our time period. Now. Um. I knocked my mic over. I was so excited about yeah, yeah, that okay. Um, But a social commentary about how rich treat people—the you know wealth acquisition and all that—and he does it in a brilliant way within the film. Mm-hmm. It's very heavy-handed in this film.
0: Well, in so- the
2: way that they deal with that, and I feel that was that's Gary Marshall, who was very outspoken of, uh, against you know Reaganomics and conservatism of that time period, trying to say no, you could side with Julia Roberts. She's that every person against the elitist rich. When you're sitting there and be like, she is a legit prostitute. Okay, yeah. people have the right to roll their eyes at her if she was a waitress or like a school teacher or you know something like that. This story to me. It becomes a little bit more understandable. I agree. And I think you could attach more to it.
1: But so here to me, the Gary Marshall making it makes it even more cringeworthy because the, the stories behind the film... Um, In terms of like the actors and actresses that they were looking at to portray these characters, oh,
2: there's some great casting in Uh, this potentially.
1: So they were looking at like Al Pacino to be the guy, ah, right? You have a prostitute. Okay, so we because we were discussing (laughs) how old is how old is Richard Gere supposed to be? So when I saw the list of the men that they were approaching. To be the Richard Gere character, it became very clear to me that he is supposed to be in his 40s or like 40s or 50s. Yes, he was. There's no way that he's supposed to be a young man.
2: No, no, No. he was playing older than he was. Because he was only, I think, just 40. Just 40 at the time.
1: And then the women that they were casting were all in their young 20s. Some of them they said no to because they looked too young and they didn't want them to look like teenagers. But clearly, they were trying to portray a young, like a. So, Julia Roberts was 21 when mm-hmm. she auditioned for this film. Several of the female actresses who tried out for this role. So, she was not the first choice. First
2: choice. They offered not.
1: this role to several women who turned it down because after they read the script, they did not agree with the portrayal of women in, in the film. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that just speaks volumes for, like, the, if in the 90s your leads were saying, like, No, don't do this. And then you have Gary Marshall stories of him like massaging her on set, like during the sex scene, she was super stressed out. And so there's a story of him like massaging her forehead, her forehead vein in the sex scene. I'm like, it makes it so much creepier. That's she's hot. a 21-year-old so yeah, so weird. like actress, and here's the <sighs> like 70-year-old director massaging her while she's yeah. naked. Can I say no. something about
2: the sex scenes, no. which are weird to me? I, the old, this is like more, as time goes on, my opinions change to this. I feel like this has got one of those weird in-betweens. I just feel like you either should have nudity and say this is the vision we have for this movie or just allude to things Mm -hmm. like there is a very odd in between in this movie that I'm not (laughs) quite sure why it's there.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like,
2: again, uh, borderline simulating oral sex, referencing it. That's pretty intense in a movie Um, throwing up. Let's have sex on the piano. And Aileen and I started talking about this, this idea of this is where I thought the excess of being rich is a little heavy handed. I'm the richest person here, so I'm just going to have sex in the hotel ballroom on the piano and tell everybody else to leave. That's a little bit heavy handed (laughs) there. Uh, It's and it was weird. Like most of the shots were of Julia Roberts body double, Um, which, by the way, I think probably the most iconic thing about this film Is the poster, the Richard Gere, Julia Roberts. That's not even her. Yeah. She wasn't there for that. They just Photoshopped her face onto it. That was a weird dynamic. I also find it really weird. And this is me as a history teacher. And this bothered me a lot. This does something I can't stand, which is perpetuates um, myths. (laughs) And it perpetuates an idea that. People who have been placed into an economic disadvantage societally can overcome it, you know, through these magical fairy tale type ways. And it's the same thing when I teach kids about Andrew Carnegie. They're like, Andrew Carnegie, he showed up from Scotland and he lived in the slums and he became the richest person. That's one fucking guy. All the other immigrants were living in slums and dying in slums of tuberculosis at 30 years old. A prostitute does not meet apparently the richest person maybe in the world. And he does not say, I can have any woman I want, but I want a prostitute. And if you're a prostitute, go prostitute yourself. Go find the richest person you can have and your life will be saved.
1: And that's what this film does. I I think it it ultimately does a disservice to... Uh, it it makes light of you know a, a, a life's a, a choice not a choice a, a reality um that it is not one that you can kind of turn into a fairy tale right like there are no fairy tale endings for sex workers like that's that is I, not a thing. It would be a first. Maybe uh, there is one. I just I don't feel know like it is. does such a disservice to kind of like tease with the like women are being killed. Women have drug problems. Pimps are being violent and taking all of their money. And they like it toys with all of that. And then is like and then there will be a wonderful ending and a man will save you. I would like to say the one thing that is believable is
2: that a a Wharton educated man, let's say who was a billionaire or maybe called himself a billionaire, might have sex with a sex worker. Oh, totally. That is that totally is, well. Yet. There might be somebody I just, we know today I just have in a to be high office honest. I think who does, If Disney
1: wanted to do this movie, so th- this was the retelling of My Fair Lady, right? Like this was supposed to be the 1990s retelling of My edgy. Fair Lady. Do
2: you think it was just supposed to be edgy and they thought that this is, well, you know, we're kind of being edgy, so this we're going to have the, it as a process. The issue with and...
1: like the original material, right? Where it was this movie called 3000 that was a, that was this dark story about a man buying a woman for a week, right? Like that should have been a different film. (laughs) And then take the rom-com that you want to make with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. And that's a, that she is not a prostitute. She's a waitress. That's what you said. She
2: should be a waitress. I mean, again. An out-of-work actress. You know, somebody went to Hollywood, and now she is, you know, working (sighs) as a waitress because she can't make
1: ends meet as an actress. don't have her blow them on the first night. Well, and again, this is
0: like the end of the 80s. This is the... Hopefully no one will look back on this film as like something that documented anything close to reality in the 80s, because... I think the people
2: have AIDS. This is when like AIDS is blowing up as an issue and we're turning prostitution into a preferred dating.
0: Right. This is an all time low for truth and authenticity in artwork, right? In music, in movies, like we are four years away from getting Pulp Fiction. Right. And, and that's fake obviously, but it's like, there's a grittiness and a reality to, to, certain characters are treated in that movie that is not represented here
1: i i just i don't know so for me the test of like do we feel okay about this is like can we can we reverse the genders on this right can we can we do this with a like a a powerful woman and then a a male prostitute and like mm, nope it feel, feels creepy. I don't know. All of a sudden we feel creepy about it. I actually may have been
2: more okay with
1: that. Well, that, so when, we're going we're gonna to talk about this later, about if like a modern-day take on this. But no, Bri, I think if it was the same storyline, because I said to Jim, so when we p- throw this on the the flip, Lover right? Loverboy. You end up with the female <laughs> oh, idea of the we cougar. Wa- we should have
2: watched Loverboy instead, actually. But it's not.
1: It's, it's because, not because what happens when we as a society portray an older woman in power with a younger male who's attractive, we condemn the woman, right? We call her a cougar. We say she's robbing the cradle. But as a society, we're still okay with this notion of powerful men having women who are 20, 30, 40 years younger than them as arm candy like that, that is ingrained in our society. Well, this is is our, it is is our president.
2: Do you think that's as acceptable today for regular people? Uh,
0: No, it's better than it was. No, no.
1: I'd say there is definitely more. It still happens. Certainly.
2: But do you think the perception of that is, is in a way changing? Absolutely.
1: I think that that is changing.
2: I I still like to me, I, I, I was sitting watching this and I, her performance is jim jim's right makes it watchable you know i think she, this is i love sometimes watching movies like this young julia roberts um you know young tom hanks like in big before they were tom hanks or julia roberts or i i think of you know my favorite tom cruise in like top gun or stuff before he was tom cruise and you just get to watch them as actors in roles and there's there is something exciting about that you know, and, and in this film, like I did enjoy her because she's someone to me who I I don't want to say I've soured towards, but I've become maybe less interested in her as she became Julia Roberts, not the actress who is Julia Roberts. And this kind of reminded me of man, when she was Doing stuff she was really good mm-hmm. And and, and oh, absolutely. she Makes this and I don't blame her Like I think the material is what the material Is no, but I, she jumps off the screen absolutely, She's I, beautiful right. but I agree. she's Also fantastic
1: I think without Her in this film it, oh, This film no is film. a dud there's absolutely No, film. no like there I, there's no Way I think the people who Were cast in these roles is what Made the film work <laughs> yeah I think yes. it was the emotional reaction that people Had to the two of them on screen. I think so. It was like Michelle Pfeiffer and Al Pacino in this movie.
0: <laughs> no, that
2: I, I, immediately Cheated, people, would, people go, it, what Laird hates fuck? Al Pacino, so he would not right? want that. They
1: were both offered these roles. And so and a lot of it, I think, together just together came down to
2: luck. Did you ever see that movie? No. Awful.
1: Somebody Awful. out there. There was another another actress started on Molly this Ringwald
2: film was supposed to be this. They were begging Molly Ringwald to be this character. And she's like, I'm not doing. This.
1: Yeah. So it's just uh, to me, like so much of how this went down was just luck and the fact that it ended up being Julia Roberts. And that what? is why people love it. Yeah.
2: And I, I'm driven back to this again. And I, I'm genuinely intrigued by this question. And if you're somebody listening who likes this movie. What? draws you to it you know is this a a film that you are constantly revisiting or is it falling into this category of films that we've started to do recently i know katie loved independence day but jim and i did not in which we watched these films that we had connections to
1: no and i can i can absolutely in
2: questioning
1: i can absolutely see independence day in the same kind of a way we're like I have an irrational emotional connection to that movie. And again, and I could kind of feel it while watching pretty woman. Like I I could feel that happening of like, Oh my gosh, if I wasn't thinking so hard about this movie, I would just like turn my brain off and enjoy it. Enjoy watching Julia Roberts on screen Enjoy him coming down in the white, all of a sudden, white limo but that I was gray for the rest he, of the movie. Maybe you could.
0: If you could do that. <laughs> it's not the and, same I, limo.
2: We
1: no, talked about that yes, last night. Yes. I thought it was the same limo. <laughs>
2: but I'm also I think I'm also drawn to this fact, the point that you brought up a while ago that I, I, I'm constantly drawn back to now and thinking about, which is it's the the experience of when you first saw this movie, that so much impacts your take on it. Certainly my viewpoint on chances are, which we know Jim hates, but I have like a fond memory of that film. Love chances. Uh, You know, um, going to see, you know, I picked bad moms and Tim from pop Adult has been on me about picking that as my favorite, but that's because I had a really fun experience going to see that movie. So there's more than the film itself. Yep. Right. Um, so I will say this is as we as we come to a close and we could talk one more point about maybe we can each have one more thing about this. This film did make me like The Notebook more. I've said this before yeah. because I could understand Yep. this helped put The Notebook in more per, uh, perspective for me. I could understand emotionally people maybe having some connection to The Notebook, you know, a, a family member, you know, a loved one died or something like that. And the acting is all those issues. This one I, I'm torn on. I, I don't understand where the emotional attachment to this yeah. film comes unless it's tied to something else in
0: your life. No, yeah, I because think there's you're right. no, nothing emotional. So if movie.
1: we think about this, this is 1990, right? And I would love to be able to figure out when how old most of us were when we saw this. So I was 10 when this movie was made. I definitely yeah, I think did I not. I, was, I must have seen it on video. I did video not at like see this when I was 10 but i would say like most of the folks who are responding are in, are women in our age range right so i would imagine that we probably watched this with a group of friends as teenagers and so totally not thinking through you know what's this saying about women what is the message that we're receiving right we're not we're buying into the romance of like what if a silver fox of a billionaire you know, wooed you and offered you this other life. Yeah, and while I think, you were a prostitute. No, but see, I think that that just, I think in the, like, female mind watching this movie, I think you just skim right over that detail, right to the, like, connecting with the protagonist thing and just buying into the relationship, right? Buying into the the love affair and the fairy tale ending. Um, i, I That's the only way that I can think. The- that it it happens by the
2: way this is an aside for another episode that we can discuss this this continues to mount this thing over the last five or six years that i've been watching tvs tv and movies that i have issues with and it's tied into reality shows and perceptions of younger people of the idea of what love is yeah, is and totally. this is maybe a whole other discussion that you're gonna love this person like oh this is love you love that's bullshit. Well, and the, and, and and what's it, interesting? I'm sorry, it's just absolutely she bullshit. kind
1: of calls that out right? Like I, I so the the scene after Jason Alexander sexually assaults her in the the penthouse, um, yeah. she says to Edward, "There is always going to be a friend of yours." who thinks that they can own me, that they can have me, that they can, right? That right. that power dynamic is always going to be there. And she's right. <laughs> and, and then they just kind of like, Brush barrel past that you know yeah, <laughs> no,
2: uh, lo- because love can overcome that no you don't understand she's absolutely
1: right she's love- never Wait, going to be able to move past that I, identity can I, right. can I ask a question
2: there's a point in this film where he offers her i'm going to fly you to new york i'm going to give you an apartment i'm going to give you an allowance we're going to do all this stuff and she's like fuck no you're you're making me feel like a whore and she's that's what she says
0: what has changed at the end of the film? I agree. Is no, nothing. That not that's the, the same thing. offer I agree. that and, he's giving her, basically. And nothing has changed in him either between that scene and when it's like they this and this is a classic like romantic comedy movie trope that just needs to get thrown out, which is in the last quarter of the movie, they break up and for no reason at all, other than thinking about it for 10 minutes later. Yep. They get back together. Yep. The only
1: thing that's uh, I, changed is his approach. Right? That he makes the dramatic entrance. That's the the only thing that changed. We
0: don't learn anything about what he's really is are they getting married? No. No. Are they now? He's
1: just not going to tell her that he has a separate apartment for her. Yeah,
0: I, I don't understand this.
1: It, 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 <laughs> like, I she can don't, stay in his place. I, I don't, don't know. Is the ex girlfriend gone?
2: This should be considered a romantic comedy. No, there so, is no so comedy in other, this film.
1: I never finished my second point <laughs> very, very of like little. when we're reevaluating this. Also, not this. romantic <laughs> for the women who love this movie. I really, I want to ask: like, do you want to watch this movie with your daughters? Because I don't want to watch this movie with my daughters, not even when they're this, teenagers. I don't want to watch this movie with my you daughters. You don't
2: think this is a not without my daughter film? I will not watch <laughs> this like, without my daughter.
1: <laughs> I, but I think that that's an important question to ask, right? Because to me, unless you can say at some point, like, yeah, I would totally want to sit down and watch this with them. Um, then you're realizing on some level, like there's there's something messed up here.
2: And and I want to I want to highlight and we've had this discussion before because there have been films recently. I feel like sometimes we go back with these films and we put a modern viewpoint on them. And and I think at sometimes that's fair. Maybe sometimes it's not. But again, it highlights this idea of what is a timeless film. Yeah, this is not a timeless film. No, in my opinion. No, this this is not. You know, at the time, maybe it was more reflective of what people would have found acceptable
0: In fact, but in in doing that, Brian, in showing what we found acceptable and and not just acceptable, but hugely um, entertaining. This movie was gigantic, right? Like it was big at the time. It made a lot of money. Yeah. It shows us exactly what was wrong with that time period and why we've how we've grown. We don't accept comedies like this anymore. We don't know. We we want more. We We don't even accept comedies as 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 pe- and and i'm speaking mainly about people who enjoy film on the level that we do uh, not, the, not and i wouldn't say that's i'm not trying to be elitist but the 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 difference between the general public consuming and we would do the same thing with music television and or literature like we would not accept this as this even, movie
1: it, wouldn't be made
0: now no it, it, first of all, it, it wouldn't be made and even something like the hangover we would want, like, would not really fly very we would well. Probably
2: want more. We want more from it.
0: right. We yep. want more, and thank God for Judd Apatow because he's mainly the reason I think we we want more from our comedies. Like people like him, yeah, and the and the crop of incredible writers that have come along and said we don't need to write stupid comedies. We can write comedies that have that have soul and arc and and yeah. story. Now, t- to be fair,
2: I am. It, it, a huge fan of stupid comedies from the '80s. You know, give me Police Academy. That is funny, and it is a certain type of humor. This film, I just don't know where to classify. But you
0: have to admit that even Police Academy, at this point, it doesn't age well. It's not funny unless you're ten. Oh.
1: I, I, mean, haven't, it's, I haven't watched it probably since I was twenty. So no, I think
2: it's I think it's stupid in that way, but I think it. Its intended purpose is still what it was, right? This but film, even something I, like again, Caddyshack, know
0: it. something like Caddyshack, is still funny. But yes. there's more or going so, on yes. there at a level there's that a like
2: timeless because there is a timeless. The breakfast again, and some of, this this of the John the Hughes films
0: well. don't age well, and others age really. Well. Others are brilliant. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, friends, uh, we gotta I'm move a, on. I,
2: yeah, I'm a no on watching this again. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate it. I just I don't think you'd no. you, you need to watch. I mean, it, I probably. guess it
1: it is a time period piece,
2: but we should le- better, leave it in the 90s. Pe- Do you leave know what? It, go leave watch. It there. Go watch Notting Hill.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Go
2: watch Notting Hill. All right. Time for game of the week.
0: Uh. Yeah. You want to answer? Nope. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Every week. Every week is a game. Whether
2: or not Jim is going to guess the button correctly or not. Yes. All right, here we go. Game of the week. Uh, we're playing Recast It this week. Uh, so we're going to recast the characters of Viv, Edward, any other character in the movie. And then a little bonus this week uh, who would record a modern cover of Pretty Woman? Mm-hmm. Which I mm-hmm. should add, I love Roy Orbison music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love, love, love Roy Orbison music. Uh, who would cover Pretty Woman? Uh, okay. Do you guys want me to go first or go do you guys it. want to go? Yeah, go. Okay. Now, I uh, have been heavily influenced by two different things I've been watching frequently when I did this recasting. One is I saw Knives Out, and I would love Chris Evans in the Richard Gere role and Anna DeArmas from Knives Out. They're in a lot of scenes together as the Julia Roberts role. She played a somewhat similar role in Blade Runner 2049. Yes, are, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's great. I mean, she's somebody I think in the next five, six years is she's gonna be the next Bond girl. She's gonna be in tons of stuff. Amazing. As Phil, the slimy lawyer, Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I've cute. been rewatching Always Sunny on uh Hulu, and he's just I mean, he is the best. He's also great in AP bio with <laughs> um He's disgusting, uh, Patton. Yeah, <laughs> he's perfectly just, like, sleazy. Yeah, oh, right. he'd be the perfect. Uh, and then for my cover of Pretty Woman, the Avit Brothers, hmm. who I absolutely oh, nice. love, they're, they're fabulous. Who are playing the Omagang? Uh, I never say that right. Omagang. Omagang. Sorry. Uh, Omagang. This summer oh, for the Omagang two for two shows, oh, I would you go can to that. get a tent, sleep on the brewery site, and watch okay. them perform. You're if so
1: anybody would white? like to go, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, Jim, tell us. Oh, it's
0: story. my turn. So I had Chris Evans as well. No but- way. Yeah, I did. I did. And um, I was just thinking of like forty somethings that could play like you know a more. I didn't want to. G- I mean, typically we would go with like the the you know flip it on its head because it's so. That's what they. Seem I to be thought doing. about that
2: too. Yeah, um,
0: but it was. So I uh, will say Robert Downey Jr. why don't we go with him instead? Of oh, Chris Evans. Oh, no, That's a good choice. I thought of him too. I mean too. basically that's a good Tony choice. Stark is what they're going for here. Yeah. Um and I was thinking of like I was trying to make this a little awkward, right? Because of the age gap, I think. And I went with Emma Watson as oh, as the Julia okay. Roberts character. All right. And as Hector Elizondo's character, I thought we would keep it a Latino and go with John Leguizamo. Oh,
2: I like that. And I have. Who will be in one of our movies this month.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Katie's Choice, Do the Right Thing.
0: Yep. Love him. And then the cover of Pretty Woman, I was, I was thinking more of like what Hollywood would do to okay, make yeah, to yeah. try to cover as much ground as they could. Yeah. Ed Sheeran.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty. It was great in Yesterday. Did you guys see Yesterday yet? I did not. I have not. It's fun. You should see that would be a good movie for us to do. That was a fun movie. And Ed Sharon was awesome in that
1: movie. I would really like to see that. So I had a really hard time with recast it because I don't think that there should be another version of this movie. Well, we're not judging if they should. The only way that I felt okay about doing it was if we put it in the retirement home where James Garner and Gina Rollins live in the Notebook. Yes, we're crossing it over. We're crossing it over. This is good. I like this. All right, so. Gina Love Rollins this. lives in the retirement home with her friends, Meryl Streep and Dame Judy Dench. Then James Garner's still the husband, but Richard Gere is the yes. very skilled in certain pleasures, younger member of the retirement community okay, okay. who needs to pay his rent in a kind of a way. Okay. And the ladies who've got their good Loving pensions this. This have no problem. This is, no problem.
0: This is like the away. sexy cocoon. Yeah. I think
2: yeah. this could work. Yep. And we have just turned this from a game of recast it to just pitch it. <laughs> <our> <laughs>
1: <other games. laughs> I'm could telling you, this will be Grigo great.
2: Be an orderly. In this <laughs> Absolutely. Film? Well, could so no, we I, I would love have... to see
1: all
0: these older white people doing like terrible things. And the orderly has to be Craig Robinson, just giving like yes. giving like straight man commentary oh, to the whole situation. <laughs> I
1: was putting Go- uh, Jeff Goldblum in the film as sort of like the yes yes uh, yes yes the straight man the yeah. yeah 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 the the friend yeah. if you will yeah yes, yes. okay
2: so oh, I love that and cool then cover.
1: my my cover is, of uh, Pretty Woman is going to be done by Brandy Carlisle.
2: think oh, oh. that is my second choice. Mm-hmm. She do a great job. Brilliant. With it. She, she's brilliant. Uh, OK, that is our game of the week. Time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski?
0: What the fuck is the winner?
2: Why? All right, here we go. Jim is answering five questions this week. Uh, first up, thumbs up or thumbs down. Roy Orbison music.
0: Thumbs up. Yes, Traveling Wilberry is a little. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, there's a little something.
2: bit of everything in there. Yeah. I love the uh, what was the black and white special they did on PBS. Every time PBS tries to sell a membership <laughs> to uh, their thing, they re-air the special and ask you to buy it. Uh, all right. Question two here. Uh, who's a better redheaded actress, Julia Roberts
0: or Amy Adams? Ooh, this is tough. I would say that I think Amy Adams might be a better actress, but I think Julia Roberts is a bigger star agreed i i I don't and i I think that's i
2: think you're spot on with that she's a bigger julia roberts is a great actress bigger celebrity yeah i love amy adams though she's one of my favorite i just think think she's
0: she's a a good actress
1: what do you think katie i i'm surprised that you would not go with julia roberts because i thought she was like i do love her if we had you know like, exceptions in our marriage. I thought, like, she was... Oh, one really? Of that would be your exception? Jim. I don't know. I mean, that was, like, an early on. I don't know whether things have no. changed for you, but... No, I, um,
0: I do love her. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I hear what you're saying. Amy Adams is a wonderful actress. Yeah, like, I, I don't think of Julia Roberts as, like, an Julia actress.
0: Like, oh, like, like, a hardcore, like... Is going to character like character actress. You yeah. don't see her as a supporting hmm. role. I see her as, or, as she's got to be Aaron the star Brockovich. in something. Aaron Brockovich is yeah, basically this character grown up, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Steel Magnolias.
0: She's
2: she's kinda... that was the film she was in right before Pretty Woman, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Steel Magnolias. She uh, dies. Okay, uh mm-hmm. fill in the blank question number three here. What's the best hotel you ever
0: stayed in? Ooh, this is tough. I. I think for me the best hotel I ever stayed in is the the Hard Rock in San Diego. Oh, that was a fun one! Really? I think it's that was na- a fu- that was a fun. Hotel. I think it's the nicest hotel I- and coolest I've ever stayed in. Yep.
2: I have shared this before. I was lucky enough to stay in the Ritz Carlton
0: mm. Virgin Islands when I went
2: for a wedding. Did we you have, do you
0: have Do you have any of the golden coins for the champagne machine?
2: No, but it was pretty amazing. We stayed in the presidential suite offshoot, as we've oh, talked about before yeah. on this episode yeah, on this show. Uh, all right. Question four: Jason Alexander, someone who we did not talk about, but did provide a good performance mm-hmm. in this film. But it led me to think of this question. Jim, who's your favorite Seinfeld character?
0: I think it is, George. Um, and I think it's because of the. The. Amount of like anxiety induced poor choices that he makes and then just kind of like snowballs them into other crazy choices. Whereas like Kramer's just making crazy choices because he's crazy. George is there's like a clear, there's always like a clear reason for why George is doing what he's doing. And you can see it from like 20 miles away, but it just keeps happening.
1: Yes. Excellent. Um,
2: Uh, Okay. Katie, do you have a favorite Seinfeld character?
1: Ooh. I think I would agree with that. I think like George is the reason you watch. Right? Like I feel like his neuroses yeah. is like Well, he really... is Larry David.
0: He's supposed to be the Larry David character.
1: Yeah, yeah he's
2: yeah, supposed yeah. to be Larry David. Yeah. Okay, agree. And uh, finally our deep thoughts question of the week. Should prostitution be legal in America?
0: I don't know why this is a deep thoughts question. Um it
2: is a deep because thought. people legitimately are arguing for this. on, I, on trying I don't, to get this passed.
0: I don't know. I don't know enough about the the statistics or, and I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I'm just going to
2: say no. Maybe that makes me a square. I I don't care what people say. I don't believe that women are Freely making the choice, are in a pot like if they could have everything in their life and be given all the opportunities possible, that they would choose to have sex for money. I'm sorry, maybe and people can come at me about that. I think the same thing with pornography and the same thing with stripping and stuff like that. And maybe that makes me seem weird. I no, I, I just I agree, don't think that if somebody had an equal opportunity and access to resources and things like that, they would make that choice.
1: Yep. Hmm.
2: That was my heavy um,
1: deep thoughts.
2: You thought about it deeply. Deep thoughts. I did yeah, not. Well, people talk about that. You know, when you teach history class, you have like uh, those questions like should gun control happen? Should these things and people always talk about that? Should all drugs be legalized type thing? That's one of the, you know, in Nevada, obviously it's legal. Right. Yeah. My argument is it's not prostitution is not Julia Roberts in this movie prostitution. That is not. If you want to see what the life of a prostitute really is in a film, go watch that one with Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue. Uh, Leaving leaving Las Las Vegas. Vegas? Yeah. Then you will begin to see what the life of a prostitute really is Um, in a more upbeat way. Next week, we are going to be watching my favorite movie of 2019 once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm which so I'm really excited because Katie and Jim have not seen it. No, yet. we have nope. not. You know, so and I thought that this is I am not a Quentin Tarantino fanboy. I love Pulp Fiction. As we know, Jim really loved Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. last year was his favorite film that we did. This movie is all sorts of good. Can't wait in all sorts of ways. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share, do all the stuff that we mm-hmm. always do. You can find us. Everywhere. Leave us a review.
0: We we would yep. love yes. to hear. Yeah, I you. mean, you can if tell you us that we're us, assholes. You yeah. can
1: tell us we we are wrong. It, it, if you want to tell Brian fine. he's wrong
0: specifically, Listen, that would be funny. Commenters, yeah, if, you if Pretty hate, hate Woman hate you is your favorite my...
1: movie, we still love you and yeah. we still you know respect your if opinion. If you think
2: my commentary was too woke a
1: few minutes ago,
2: <laughs> feel free to comment <laughs> about or too
1: asleep. I don't think anybody's going to say that.
2: <laughs> uh feel free. My goal in 2020 is just to get enough people to review this show that studios start sending us Oscar screeners. So right. I don't have to pay that to feels- go to the movies anymore. I mean,
1: listen, put it on your vision board.
2: Is that, that something that your, can your speak happen? Speak your right? truth.
1: Speak listen, your truth.
2: If a prostitute can get the richest man in America, this
0: is- have a dream. To, to
2: bring good. them home. Yep. Then we could get Oscar screeners here. There you go. All right. Uh, all right. That's it.
1: If Hector Alizondo right. can teach you to count your fork tines, then we can I, go I to the I should add Oscars. that
2: Aileen is still trying to teach me how to set the table properly, okay. and we've you been just together forever.
1: Start from the outside and make your way. No, but the, the different settings. I don't know what side the
2: napkin oh, is. Setting. Where's the no. knife? I, I I don't get that. I, oh, no. she tells me every dinner. All that's, right. We'll see yeah. everybody next right. week for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. Bye, Bye, Bye everyone.